And welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the show dedicated to stories told through the medium of sound, showcasing the diversity and vitality of modern audio theater. Here are your news, reviews, discussion, and of course, stories. I'm your host, Fred. Well, today is a rather special episode on the show. Uh, first, it's the kickoff of our month of terrifying fiction for the month of October. And here in Portland, Maine, it's a pledge week for the station that provides the airtime that makes this radio show possible, uh, WMPG. Now, I'm not going to interrupt today's programming in order to beg, but I will ask, if you are a regular listener to the podcast, that you consider at least giving a donation to WMPG. Uh, you can do so online at www.wmpg.org or by calling uh, the station here 207-874-3000. Uh, by supporting the station, you're directly supporting this show and uh, all the other wonderful programming that we offer, uh, like offbeat opinions, local news and music, all sorts of music, stuff from all over the globe, and uh, all supported by volunteers at the Shoestring Budget that you are directly supporting um, by your donation. We're only looking for thirty-two grand, which you know is uh, absolute pittance when it comes to broadcasting, and uh, you will be making a tangible contribution uh, by helping out, as well as showing your support for Radio Drama Revival, and uh, that keeping a show like mine is worthwhile, worth doing, uh, even as we continue to hear about uh, the media consolidating into fewer and fewer uh, moguls' hands, uh, radio drama shows being cut all around the board. Um, you know, we had Joe Bevlaco on here uh, a few weeks ago, and you heard his story about getting kicked off SM, XM as they uh, thought that radio drama, there wasn't really an audience, so they were cutting the programming. Uh, that isn't going to happen here because the station cares about uh, trying to have diversity and original opinions, and that's you know, all possible uh, with your generous donation. So again, that's uh, www.wmpg.org or 207-874-3000, uh, 207-874-3000. Mention that you're pledging support for Radio Drama Revival, of course. I'll even throw a little present in for you, but you have to pledge to find out what it is. Uh, Fred at RadioDramaRevival.com. <sighs> and uh, with that out of the way, I am very pleased to be introducing the work today. Uh, you're about to hear an original, never-before-broadcast adaptation of William Hope Hodgson's The Derelict, produced by Mind's Eye Productions, an audio theater company that's based here in Maine as well, uh, led by the legendary multi-audio award-winning audiobook narrator William DeFries. You may have heard DeFries in the role of Bob the Builder as Tom Sawyer in the alternative War History 48 and many, 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 many other works. Uh, he's also in audiophile magazine all the time uh, with earphone awards and other stuff. He's just a really, really amazing actor and talent, and also he's an audio theater producer. He lends his superb talent, of course, to his work, which is traversed the works of Poe, Lovecraft, Bradbury, and many of his own originals. Uh, this piece, which is uh, still to be released on an upcoming installment of Horoscopes, tells the story of a crew of sailors discovering an eerily adrift ship in the distant reaches of the ocean. Hope you enjoy The Derelict. Yes, Captain. We've lost over half the sails, and both the four-gallon mast and the jibboom have been sprung. Two of our boats have been lost, 
and one of the pigsties was washed overboard. Mm. The ship's carrying some three to four feet of water through her seams. By my reckoning, we've been carried off course about four to five hundred miles northward of Madagascar. Well, see to the pumps and the mast, have Mr. Connors put together a sewing detail. I want those sails re-rigged before third watch. Aye, sir. Doctor? Morning, Doctor. Uh, Will you be joining me for breakfast? Oh, uh, no, sir. Uh, if you don't mind, I'll uh, just take in the fresh air. My stomach's still a tad unsettled after last oh. night's storm. Hmm, shame we're not on a whaler. Whaler, sir? Hey, old sailor's cure for the churned tum. Hmm? You swallow a fist-sized lump of whale blubber that's been tied to a two-foot piece of twine, <laughs> and then... <laughs> I beg your indulgence, sir. Yeah, another time, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> that should ease the load a bit. Harrison, look lively now. Mr. Burleys will be requiring your assistance with the pumps. Aye, sir. <laughs> ah, good morning, Doc. Uh, Been talking to the captain, I take it. Uh, yes, Mr. Silver, a uh, conversation I am in no mind eager to resume. Well, he wasn't attempting, perhaps, to <coughs> usurp your position as ship's medical officer, was he not? <laughs> well, I doubt that. Rather, he seemed to have more the need to impart a brand of information not universally taught at the more reputable medical institutions. Mm. <laughs> yes, I, I do believe our good captain misses his whaling days. Yes, I dare say. Here, take huh? my glass and cast your eye over to the west there, about two miles. Do you see her? What, that vessel out there? That's a pretty rum-looking packet, wouldn't you say, Doctor? Uh, yes, Mr. Selvern, uh... She's got an old-fashioned look about her. <laughs> it's easy to see you're not a sailor, Doctor. Hmm? There's a dozen rum things about her. She's a derelict and has been floating around by the look of her for many a score of years. Hmm. Look at the shape of her counter and the bows on the cutwater. She's as old as the hills, as you might say, and ought to have gone down to Davy Jones a good while ago. Look at the growths on her and the thickness of her standing rigging. That's hmm. all salt encrustations, I fancy, if you notice the white color. Really? She's been a small bark, but... She's not a yard left aloft. They've all dropped out of the slings. Everything rotted away. Wonder the standing rigging hasn't gone too. Hmm. I wish the old man would let us take the boat and have a look at her. She'd be well worth it. Small chance of that, I suspect. All hands will be turned to repairing the masts and sails. I should think that'll take most, if not all, of the day. Well, I'll just have to pin my hopes on an early completion of our labors, for I have in my bones an explorer's nature. <laughs> Ah, Doctor, you seem to have regained your former color. The exercise does you good. Well, yes, I once read in a colleague's journal how capstan heaving is beneficial to one's liver. You should try it. Well, that's so. Now, do you not feel that an old sea dog such as myself might be beyond repair? Oh, it's never too late. Uh, give us a hand and discover for yourself its curative powers. Uh, some room, then. Uh, tell me, Doctor, as we seem to be 
<laughs> mutually benefiting from these exchanges of <laughs> prescriptions. <laughs> what would you recommend for lumbago? <laughs> uh, have you seen the vessel off our starboard? Hi. We were lucky not to have run full tilt onto her in the darkness, so she lay right away to leeward of us. According to the way we have been drifting in the storm, she has a strange look about her. She's an old one, Doctor. Well, it would be interesting to take a closer look at her. <laughs> oh, I'm a way ahead of you there already, Doctor. <laughs> when the work's over. Can't spare the men now, you know. Mm. Got to get all shipshape and ready as smart as we can, but we'll take my gig and go off on the second dog watch and maybe give her a bit of an overhaul. Oh. Mr. Silvern can join us. The glass is steady, and it'll be a bit of a gam for us. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Red sky at night, eh, Mr. Silvern? Mm. <laughs> we'll be almost upon her before we can make her out more clearly. What mm. with that flame of the sun to the back of her. Aye, how old do you reckon she might be, sir? Hard to say. No markings, rigging all gone to rot. <laughs> Can't make out the shape of her in any true way. I'd hazard five score or so. Oh. What say you? Me, sir? Well, if it were possible, I'd hazard at least twice that. Two hundred or more? Ha! I doubt that. There aren't many barks that age resting comfortably in a dock, let alone out in the middle of nowhere. What's that scum all around her? <laughs> Queer stuff. Looks to be spread all about her. Something in the cargoes has gone rotten and worked out through her seams. Look at her bows and stern. Just look at the growth on her. Is that sea fungi? That would mm. be my guess, but never before have I seen the likes of those great clumpings. Mm. It's, it's all over her. See those great beards of rime hanging from her <laughs> jib boom and her cutwater? Yes, they almost appear to be growing into all that scum. Aye, it does. And it's an evil-looking color, too, like like that of maggots. Thankfully, that's an image my sorely tested constitution can now weather. (laughs) There's a steam. haze rising off her. You can see it against the light. It it keeps coming and going. Look! I do, I I see it. It looks to be a mist of some sort, either... Suspended above the vessel or else rising from her? Spontaneous combustion. Mm. We'll have to watch when we lift the hatches unless there's some poor devil that's got a border. <laughs> uh, that ain't likely. Mm. Damn, Treacle. <sighs> Scum's getting thicker. Certainly slowing us down some. Give way, lads. Put some beef to it. Do you smell that? I do. Well, what do you make of it? I can't rightly say, but it's oddly familiar to me. Right, lads. In with the bow oars and stand by with the boat hook. Aye, sir. Aboard there. It's growing dark. Ahoy! Darkness comes fairly rapidly on the tropics. A bit nervous, Doctor? (laughs) There's no one on board there. Give way, men. Why, look there, it's our pigsty. See, it's got Bellafurum painted on the end. It's drifted down here and the scum's caught it. Yeah. What a blessed wonder. We'll tow it off with us when we go. Now, get down to your oars, lads. Let's get ourselves moving. Damn this scum! Mr. Selvern, do you not find it slightly curious that the pigsty, with the additional weight of three dead pigs, would manage to drift in so far unaided, whilst we can scarcely force the boat in now that we have come right into the scum? I'm sure the storm aided in its passage a considerable degree. 
Well done, lads. Bring us in alongside her. Hook us on forward! Aye, sir. Have you got a hold there, lad? Yes, sir. Hey, what's that? It's Tor, sir. Tor clean away. Well, get a hold again, then. You don't suppose this packet was built yesterday. Shove the hook into the main chains. Lord, but she's old. What a color, doctor. She don't half want paint, do she? <laughs> now then, somebody, one of them oars. Mr. Silver, light us up a couple of lamps and stand by to pass them up. Hi, Captain. Harrison, pass me two of those lamps and light that third one. Hi, sir. Here you are, sir. Uh, now, my lad, up with you. We'll pass ye up the lamps. Yes, Captain. Look, the oars sunk in. Bold, I reckon. Up you go, my lad. Now be smart. Don't stand there waiting. There you are. Take the lamp. All right, now the other one. Now steady the oar. Come along, doctor. Mm. You too, Mr. Sovereign. Mm. Let's see what this packet has to offer. Mold, by gum. Huh? Mold. Tons of it. Good Lord. Hold that light! It's everywhere. Give me a lamp, lad. Mr. Sovereign, take the other, if you please. Yes, sir. Most extraordinary. Most abominable, I would say. The mold so heavy as to virtually disguise anything that lies beneath it. Oddest mold I've ever seen. Look at those purplish blotches throughout. Mm. Oh, yes, you're right. Mm. Well, they remind me of, of veins, almost. Uh, a, a bit fanciful, wouldn't you say, Doctor? Oh, yes. But do you note how our feet don't crush into it or break the surface, as you might expect, but mark it only. Never seen nothing like it before. Never. Blessed if it ain't a regular skin to it. Amazingly firm texture. Dough. It's just like blessed dough. Yes. Ugh. I can fancy it stinks a bit. Oh, I agree. It's an almost animal-like stench. Mm. Uh, there are probably rats aboard. Well, let's not hang about then. Mm. Time to get a better look at her and get off. Do you feel the moisture in the air? That'd be the mist we noted earlier, I'd wager. I wouldn't expect it to be so warm, though. Look at those lumps. Hmm? Guns, I'd say. Been a privateer in the old days, I guess. Maybe worse. We'll have a look below, Doctor. There may be something worth touching. <laughs> she's older than I thought. Mr. Sovereign thinks she's about 200 <laughs> years old, but I scarce think it. That'll be the half poop. See? Those must be the steps. Uh, watch yourselves now. Yes, it's getting trickier to see. The mist or vapor seems to come and go. Hey, what hey, what hey, is uh, it, lad? Oh, nothing, sir. Just had my wits scramble. Mm. I, I had to swore something just breathed in my face. Well, oh, stay close to the lamp. Aye, Mr. Selvern. Thank you, sir. Mr. Selvern. Hmm? I wouldn't want you to think me cowardly or anything like, but I have an uneasy feeling regarding this adventure. I'd much sooner be in my own cabin with a good novel and an even better glass of port. I confess I, I share the sentiment, Doctor. I expect there's nothing on this packet of any real worth, and the captain will soon lose interest. We'll likely be back on our way shortly. Come take a look. Hmm? My word, M Mr. Hmm? Silver, Doctor, it's fair thickened up with mold. Hmm. 
Why, I guarantee it's close on four foot thick. Good Lord. L look at the sea lice on it. Oh, amazing. They're huge. Yes. I'd say none less than the size of a large beetle. Mm. Uh, hold the light steady, please. Uh, note the coloring, or rather lack thereof. Hmm. Like water, except for those occasional patches of gray. I've, I've never seen the like of them, except on live cod. My word, but they're whoppers. Lord bless me, Doctor. Will you cast your eyes on that creature? Did you ever see the like of it? Why, it's a foot long if it's an inch. What would you reckon its height to be? Eight inches? Uh, hey, bring the lamp in closer. Slowly now. What? Oh! <laughs> J jumped. Well, if that ain't a giant of all the sea lice I've ever seen, I guess it jumped 20 foot clear. Yes. What are they doing aboard here? Uh, you'll see them. Little parasites on fat cod and such like. I reckon this is the scuttle. Uh. Oh, look, something's leaking from that gas you made. Huh? Don't, sir. Why, Mr. Silver? We gotta shift this muck if we're gonna get below. Well, listen, everybody. I don't hear anything. Do you, Doctor? No. Well, what was it you thought you heard? Shh. Just listen. Now, Mr. Sovereign, don't get fancying things. Get hold of yourself. You know you heard nothing. I'm quite sure I heard something, sir. I I seem to hear. What? It's it's all right, Doctor. You can give him a tonic when we get back. I'm gonna shift this stuff. By, by gum. The blessed thing's gone soft. It's gone squashy all through. There's no scuttle there. There's no bally woodwork at all inside that lot. Oh, what a rum smell. I'm going to take a look around the other side. Listen. Do you hear? You lad, tell the others to... Oh, look, look, it's bleeding. There, where, where you kicked it, Captain. That, that purplish fluid, it... it it's not possible. Oh. It's as though we're being forced out by uh, a pump. Ah, it's what? bleeding on me. What? Ah, it's bleeding. Wait, the lamp. Get back here oh. with that lamp now. Where does the duck boy Wait. think he's going? Look, the mound. It's moving. What, yeah, it's rippling like, like a wave. It, it, it's heading towards us. Watch out. Oh, well, ah. The boat, sir. For God's sake. Ah. What's going on? All right, all right. Ah. Get your wits about you. No, Captain, look, the boy, he <laughs> sunk into the mall. Oh We're God. coming for you, lad. There's nothing to oh, oh, burn. Oh, God, help me. Oh. Oh, look at his leg. It is, I can see the bone and the flesh. Don't go near him, Captain. He's beyond help. It's like acid. I can't believe it. It's eaten him. The boat, Captain, the yeah, boat. Oh, yes, For God's sake, tell the men to bring the boat aft. Listen, for... Bring the boat aft, lads. Bring her aft. Hurry. Hurry. For God's sakes, be smart, lads. Ah, my feet. It's got all of my feet. I've got you, man. I, oh, my God, his boots. They're gone. This way, hurry. Stand still, doctor. Don't move. What? What is it? It was just before you. Do you see that gaping? About, about two feet across. Oh. I see it. Look, it's closing up. Don't go near that spot, Doctor. I shouldn't trust it. Aft! Aft, Doctor! This oh, way! Oh. Run! Boat ahoy! Boat, Boat ahoy! ahoy! Oh, my, 
is incredible. Those must be actual veins. The, the, the thing's alive. Oh, look out. It is flurrying away aft towards us. Hurry. Get that boat here now. Be smart about it. Oh, God. Be smart. My feet, they burn. Look after him, Doctor. For God's sakes, be smart, lads. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Look there. Under the port quarter. There's something down there, Captain. Oh, uh, it's a boat, by what? gum. A boat. Come on, now. A boat it is. Sure. Uh, oh, here you go, Mr. Silver. Mind how you land. Oh. And now you, Doctor. What? <laughs> Watch your heads. Huh? <sighs> Thank God. I guess that was as near to going to Hades as anything. Now, where where are my matches? Come on, lads. You're almost there. We can hear you. We're under the port quarter. Hurry. Hurry. Uh, Let's see what we have here, huh? Good Lord, Doctor. Huh? You might want to take a look at this. What, what, what do you have? Are, are there any... Uh, oh, my God. Bones? Those are human. A mass of them. Oh, there must be the remains of at least the three, four people. They, they look fairly dry to me as well, Doctor. Uh, what do you make of it? I, I would hazard they've been... Picked clean by some scavenger. Ah! What? Ah! It's coming! Oh dear God! It's coming over the side! Oh my God! Ah! Oh, it's actually a part oh. of the very hull itself. The whole ship is alive. She's alive. Hurry! Hurry! Come! Oh. Come on! Heave, lad! Oh. Oh, there! I, I, I see the boat! Oh thank God! Show a light! An oar! Smart now! Pass me an oar! I've got it. Let go there! Doctor Head, Doctor! What? Ah! Oh, Head, Doctor! Grab Mr. Selvern! And he! Now, after you, Doctor! All right, lads! Put your backs into it as you never have before! Doctor, help me take Mr. Selvern aft! Where's Smithy? Are you leaving him behind at all? He's dead! Now pull! Don't talk! It's got us! Same as for Smithy! Shut your damn mouth and pull! Get forward under the oars, Doctor! Get in the bows and see if you can't free the stuff a bit around them! That's it, lads! We're gaining! Oh, 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 my God! Oh. What's that sound, Captain? It's the wind, Doctor! Huh? I wish to God we were aboard! Pull! Put your backs into it or you'll never put your teeth through good bread again. Cocks on the seams appear to be holding, sir. It should get us to a port safely. Thank you, Mr. Burleys. That'll be all. Aye. Uh, doctor, how is Mr. Selvern? <sighs> Much better, Captain. I've given him a sedative to help him sleep and something to alleviate the pain, but I fear he will lose the use of his feet. That bad, are they? Mm. Damn. Yes, I found them in a very extraordinary condition. 
The souls of both had the appearance of having been partly digested. I, I know of no other word that so exactly describes their condition, and the agony the man suffered must have been dreadful. Well, we three came very close to going the same way as young Smithy. Poor devil. Speaking of devils, where is that damnable ship? If I can call that thing a ship. She's gone, Doctor. That grim derelict is many a score of miles away in the smother, lost as utterly as our hearts could wish to lose her. I pray that she soon finds herself countless fathoms below these seas. So do I, Doctor. So do I. And again, that was The Derelict by William Hope Hodgson, adapted by William Dufries for Mind's Eye Productions. You can learn more about their operation at mindseyeproductions.com. You can download earlier pieces from their Nightmares in Congress Street series also by going to audible.com. They're about five bucks, and it's two hours of absolutely superb audio theater. I highly recommend it. We will be featuring uh, another piece of theirs, H.P. Lovecraft's The Statement of Randolph Carter, as part of our enormous and horribly, horribly, terribly horrific Halloween special uh, coming up um, on October 31st, of course. And next week, The Fright will continue with Quicksilver Radio Theater's adaptation of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. As always, uh, some excellent New York's finest actors there, Tony Award-winning music. Uh, the adaptation is very, very true to the text. If you've only ever seen the movies, this is really the time to hear it. And uh, if you've only read the book, well, listen to what Dramatization does to it. It's really a marvelous job. We'll have two weeks of that dark story, and then we'll arrive at the work of Mort Castle, a name that will be familiar to you horror fans out there. We'll be having uh, the Gristamills adaptation of his If You Take My Hand, My Son, a shocking story of father and son's reconciliation, as well as chatting with Mort about his thoughts on writing, writing for audio, the audio medium as it fits into culture, um, you know, the usual stuff we have here on the show, uh, but with the unique spin of having a published uh, literary author Uh, and his thoughts on audio and all that. Now, as you giddily await all this, you can check out the blog, subscribe to the podcast at www.radiodramarevival.com. You can, of course, download all the previous episodes there, read up on the latest audio theaters, news, reviews, and discussion. Or if you prefer, uh, find us on the iTunes store by doing a search for Radio Drama Revival. And we're still working on getting number one for Radio Drama. Uh, If you have any uh, blog or podcast or uh, website out there, uh, give us a link. Uh, That wraps it up for this week's show. Until next time, keep your mind and your ears open. Thanks for tuning in and have a great week.